Welcome to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. Here is your host, Bill Faith. The STR Unfiltered podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Mark on My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with MarketMySTR. Hey there, welcome to the STR Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Bill Faith, your host, founder of Build Short-Term Rental Wealth, the STR Wealth Conference, and 29 other startups. Uh, if this is your first time listening, thank you for being here. Uh, if you are a return listener, thank you for continuing to listen. I want to talk about geographic diversification in your STR and even in your any other real estate, whether an MTR, long-term, uh, mid-term, whatever it is. I see way too many people that stay inside of their comfort zone and they are literally investing within only within like a five-mile, sometimes a 20-mile uh, trade radius in their own market. And really what that does is that constrains you on so many different levels. Number one, geographically. I mean, that's the whole purpose of this podcast, right? So you're on, you only have investments in your area. So if your town takes a hit economically and other places don't, you're going to be impacted. If your town has a natural disaster, you're going to be impacted. I was impacted by two businesses in dramatic fashion in May of 2010 when Nashville was flooded. I lost my number one income producing business. It was located in the Opry Mills Mall right next to the Grand Ole Opry and the Opryland Hotel. And we were never able to get back in. $600,000 a year in income, income, not gross rents, revenue, income coming out of that glow-in-the-dark miniature golf business. Just that one huge issue. Well, that also affected my ground transportation company. And so both of those businesses were impacted by a natural disaster. I have properties in Gulf Shores, Alabama. It was September 18th, 2020. Hurricane Sally comes through. Thank God at that time I had two properties there about a mile and a half apart. One was pretty much demolished. The other one had about $2,000 of just cosmetic fascia damage that I had to replace. And I was renting immediately once we had water and once we had power back up and running. It was like seven or eight days, maybe 10 days, and I was back in business. And I was able to take advantage of that. And I think about if my if my bigger property would have been next to the smaller property a mile and a half away, I would have lost both of them. And I had a, a friend in that market that had five properties on the same street and he was crushing it. He was like within inside of a year from retiring and he lost three of his five properties. It set him back like three years because he lost the income, had to deal with insurance. He had out-of-pocket expenses. He had to rebuild. That took two years. There's a lot of things geographically that can happen, but 
avoiding natural disasters. I, I had a mastermind member that lost a, a property in the fires of in the Smokies. Most recently, just to within 10 days ago, I had a property I closed on today. I literally just closed on a condo four miles from the entrance to Glacier National Park. So that's four miles to West Glacier. There was a fire within four, four to five miles as recent as 10 days ago, about an hour away, basically same market, but still an hour away. You would think you would be fine. Uh, and it's on the other side of Whitefish, Montana, my river cabin that a lot of you have seen had a fire within 3.2 miles. That's the one I was most worried about. Thank goodness neither of them materialized to hit either of our properties. But if I lose both of those, that can be financially catastrophic for a lot of people. I would be okay, but not everybody's in the same financial position that I'm in. When I was building out my short-term rental portfolio, most of my I start really most of my growth started in the Gulf Shores market. And then I learned through Sally, which was obviously September 2020, we're right in the heart of COVID, that I really needed to diversify. One, I didn't want to put all my eggs into the basket and have a hurricane wipe me out. That's part of it. Two, I wanted to have revenue diversification. And that's when I went to the mountains of North Carolina and invested into Banner Elk, North Carolina and Beach Mountain, right next to the Beach Mountain uh, Ski Resort. And then I went to Montana and I, I invested a place where I can take advantage of the ski resort there. And I have a, both a summer and a winter season. So really what I'm trying to do is diversify my cash flow. And that's a lot of things that... I shouldn't say that's one thing that a lot of people as investors, specifically new investors, don't think about. I know a lot of people that are fully invested into the Smokies and they've got everything in the Smokies. And the Smokies have seen a pretty significant downturn in rental income, specifically for non-super properties. And they're feeling the pain across four, five, six, some with eight or 10 properties. I see people that only invest in these singular markets. And it's great when it's great, and it's really bad when it's bad. So I'm now in seven different markets. And I typically like to cluster small amounts of, you know, two to three properties per market. Um, I do only have one property at Smith Lake, Alabama. But I'm on lakes. I'm in the mountains. I'm on the East Coast. I'm now moving out towards the West. I'm not going to go as far West as California. I'll never go back there and invest. Uh, but I want to have diversification of revenue. I want to have diversification of risk from a regulatory standpoint. I don't want to get caught in one national uh, natural disaster. And that's where the geographic diversification becomes really important. The other part that I'll share with you, not that I ever want to get in, I'm just not a guy that talks politics, but the the political climates that you're investing into, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of my Specifically, my physicians, my doctors, uh, my dentists that are in my mastermind program, my host academy programs, maybe just in my in my Facebook group, they are they live. There's a lot of them that live in California, and I spoke to one earlier today, and his only property is in California, and he's in Palm Springs, and he's in a part of Palm Springs that is very, very you know subject to change of regulation. You know, changes of regulation have happened in Palm Springs proper. They've happened in La Quinta. They're happening in markets that are a little bit more progressive or liberal, whatever you want to refer to it as. So 
if you live in a, in a, a state like California that is definitely more liberal than in the South, you might want to consider investing in the South in a traditional vacation rental market. So it's one of the reasons it's been so volatile from a regulatory standpoint in Nashville and in downtown, in downtown Nashville and in Davidson County that I've never invested there because I wanted to steer clear of that. And those are things that the history of the regulation, the current status of the regulation and the current status of the the sentiment from the political climate, it could be Democratic, it could be Republican, it could be liberal, it could be conservative, but I want to know what the overall sentiment is. And that's what becomes really important because that's what's going to lead to new bills to do essentially what just happened in Manhattan where they just shut everything down. I don't want to be a part of that. I've seen what's happened in Philly. I've seen what's happened in Atlanta. I've seen what's happened in Honolulu. I've seen the threats that have come through Dallas. And sure, Many times, because people have rallied together and they've, they've formulated a group or an association, they're able to combat that and there can be some voice of reason, but I just don't want to be subjected to that. So that's one of the reasons that I invest into historically regulated vacation rental markets that have that regulation established. So you need to think about that when you're looking at your geographical spread. Think about the political climate. Think about the sentiment. Uh, towards vacation rentals or short-term rentals or Airbnbs. And it's one of the reasons, even though there, there's some really good investing opportunities in, in municipalities and downtown areas and cities, it's just too aggressive of what's happening around the country. So there's plenty of other places geographically that you can still find good deals today. So you're looking at diversification of of revenue. You're looking at diversification to spread the the risk of one natural disaster taking out your entire portfolio. You're looking at diversification to open up the entire country as your oyster so you can look nationwide versus in one 20-mile radius for the best available deals. You're looking at diversification of potential regulatory issues and negative sentiment. All of those things should be part of your underwriting process when you're looking to make your next investment and to potentially diversify. For me, the big one is diversification of income and making sure that I'm diversified from a regulatory standpoint, even though I only invest into markets that have had historical, highly regulated, high regulation in place, because I believe that protects my investment. So think about that when you're looking at expanding your portfolio and getting out of that one area and expanding geographically. Thanks for joining me on this episode of STR Unfiltered. Happy hosting, everybody. Thank you for listening to STR Unfiltered, where we give you actionable episodes without the bullshit. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.